Hello, and welcome back to the AFCI podcast, also now called Inspired Talks. I'm your host, Jason Baum. I'm the Director of Membership and Operations for the Association for Creative Industries, AFCI. And every week, we're going to be bringing you the latest news and updates and um, or at least we try to make it every week. We're, we're going to be in that week to every other week time frame from now on. There's a lot going on in the world, you know, so we try to bring you as much content as possible. Obviously, COVID-19 is impacting many of your businesses, many of our members, and uh, we want to bring you up-to-date information as often as possible. And we're also going to be have conversations with our members. One of those members is on with us today and we'll be talking to her in a couple minutes, Alexa Westerfield. Uh, Alexa is, uh, is just a, an unbelievable marketer, designer, and lifelong crafter, so I'm really excited to talk to her today. Just before we get into the interview though, just want to let you know that if you are in need of resources for this pandemic and you're not sure where to turn to, AFCI has a great resource center. It is creativeindustries.org, and right on the homepage, you can click it. It's the top banner. It says COVID-19 resources. We have everything from the relief bill summary, where to go for disaster assistance, the SBA loans, and exciting news there, because I know that many people who filled out applications didn't get funding. The Senate just passed a $500 billion interim coronavirus bill yesterday, Tuesday, and I I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but we are recording this on the 22nd. It came out on the 21st, this bill. So that's going to fund the SBA loans and the payment protection. So that's great news. And uh, and we have a bunch of other information on there. We have webinars. We have past recordings of this podcast. We just started a Slack group. So if you're need if for a place to kind of release, ask questions, connect with other members, that's a fun group that we just created. So, so head there. That's on the COVID-19 resource page. We also have a number of member helping members links that are on there. Our designer community is doing a lot, putting together a list of retailers who are still open for business in non-traditional ways. Our digital content creators were seeking content, but now have also posted content that's there for projects to do at home from card making, printables, recycled crafts, fiber crafts, and kid crafts because there are a lot of kids home from school right now. So I'm sure they're all looking for things to do. So all that can be found at creativeindustries.org under the COVID-19 Resource Center. And with that, I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Alexa Westerfield. She's worked in the craft industry for over 15 years with companies like Tulip, Aileen's, Artbin, DecoArt, and a designer and marketing strategist guiding content campaigns, influencers, and retailer relationships from all over this industry. She's created a viral crafting blog, theswelldesigner.com, and has produced short-form video and creative content for brands like Darby Smart, AFCI, Alt Summit, and so many more. Uh, she's been featured on Rachel Ray, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, and Today.com, and today she's on Inspired Talks with us. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jason, for having me. It is so great to have you on. We, every time we connect, I feel like we have an awesome conversation. So Inspire Talks is all about taking those conversations that we have typically private on the phone <laughs> and yeah, having them very sure. public uh, through the Inspire Talks. So it's really exciting to, to be able to have this conversation for our members and anyone who's listening to this podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. 
Absolutely. And, and Alexa, the, the, when I reached out to you, the thing that was top of my mind is kind of what I was just mentioning. There's so many kids at home. Obviously, you worked for brands like Tulip and Aileen's, um, you know, when you were with I Love to Create and even DecoArt. And there's so many things to do right now or things that people need to do with their children to keep them occupied. And certainly, um, you know, I have a young daughter at home. And one of those things is arts and crafts. And arts and crafts is going to be making a huge comeback. I mean, it never really went away, but I think it's uh, first yeah. and foremost on people's minds right now. So, you know, talk a little bit about that and, and just the general gist of, of what you're seeing um, for kids crafts and what people can be doing with their children right now. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing people left and right making things with their kids, posting more than ever, you know, really just trying to get their hands on different kinds of art supplies for their kids from whether it be they're doing outdoor chalk drawings to their inside painting to, you know, uh, I think I just read an article and it was um, talking about things on the incline um, during this pandemic and then they had things on the decline and craft kits were on there and I was pleasantly surprised and not surprised, you know, because <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, you go down the aisle right now at Target, it is picked over. There is the craft section is it's really we're being affected as as much as this is kind of a scary time, there's definitely positivity for our industry as a whole because you know, we have something that really fulfills a creative experience and activity in the home right now. I agree. Yeah, and maybe I'm an optimist about all this, but I know that the independent retailer is really hurting right now um, of the brick and mortars, people who didn't go to e-commerce, didn't have an e-commerce platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we talked with Tracy Reuter of Divine Social in our past podcast was the need to get out and just get a, get yourself up and on e-commerce as quick as possible. You know, don't do it in a poor way, but really make yourself visible online if you're a brick and mortar. But for everybody else, and even, even those brick and mortars, this time is an interesting time because more people are crafting, more people are home. When people are home, they tend to do things like arts and crafts. So as a general for the industry, this could be potentially huge and people will come out of this wanting to get out and go to those stores, hopefully. So I, I think that's where we're going to be headed eventually. I just don't know how much time until that happens. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's really interesting because I feel like we're in such a, it's, it's an opportunity right now for brands to really step outside the normal box of maybe what they're doing and really try to connect with people because I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, wow, people have had, how long has it been? A month now? Month? Two, we don't know how long this is going to last. 40 weeks. 40 weeks. People are, okay, before I remember there was always this entry of, oh, we just want somebody to make something, right? We just want them to try a little something. It's been five minutes a day. No, there's been five hours a day working on a craft. And, and it's like really developing these lifelong skills, like the things that like our grandmothers did, right? Like they learned this knitting. They were, I mean, you know, like during wartime or whatever, and still 50 years later, they were still knitting. And, and I think like we're actually sitting on something that's really incredible for our industry because if we can help nurture some of these people in developing this lifelong skill and talent and love and passion for the craft, it's, it's only going to um, help us in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, I mean, there's a lot of brands that are responding in different ways. As a social media, you know, marketing expert, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing from brands right now that may not be their typical content, but they're doing it right? Or, or maybe some that are getting it wrong, you don't have to name names, but maybe some examples. But just in general, you know, what are you seeing? Well, I tend to think in content, and especially when brands present content, in how are you serving a need? 
So there's different areas that brands can do this. For example, you know, I noticed that Cricut is really united in making masks right now. I know there's several other brands, um, CSS Industries, you know, with their, their different crafting products, that kind of thing. They're really getting involved in helping people produce masks by either donation or by giving them tools and patterns and that kind of thing. I think we're really at an interesting time where people want to rally around the cause. They want to help. You know, so I think that that's really important content to be putting out there. What are those tools and resources you could be helping other people during this time? So you've got that one avenue, which you're serving kind of the greater cause or whatever is going on right now in this current pandemic, right? But then you have the people staying at home. They're bored. They're bored in their house. Like, how can you engage them? And so it's going to be a variety of ways, providing them interesting, free online resources Maybe there's courses you could be teaching them where they can become an expert painter in, I don't know, 12 courses. Like, you know, um, do you already have that content? Could you be partnering with somebody to create that content? What are those easy crafts, win crafts that you can do with your kids from stuff that you have in your cupboard? Like, I think it's really about serving this consumer right now entertaining them, keeping them busy, helping them develop a skill or helping like the bigger cause of what's going on. Yeah. And one of the things that we heard from others is, you know, obviously there, you have to do it the right way. You know, this is a, this is a terrible disease and people are dying and, and it is, it is, you know, very serious. And this, this is, this is rough right now on everybody. Yeah. So doing it in a kind, passionate way and from the right place i think like you said is really important we had rich Ezra from lion brand on last week and you know, he said the same thing it's all about how it's presented and really just being there for the community and and not really looking at it as you know we're going to be taking advantage of this we're going to be there and doing the right thing and then hopefully people will remember your brand for that afterwards and you know i i don't know what you're seeing you know, because obviously the kits and things like that, those are non-COVID related. What are some COVID related messaging that you're seeing that, you know, really sticking out for you or, or campaigns that people are doing? Well, I, I noticed just recently We Crochet is doing, you know, there's some individual um, campaigns happening within our industry for different companies. Like We Crochet is doing one called Together We Craft, and they're asking people while they're crafting at home to what's as a whole community, what are we making? You know, that kind of thing. Beacon is doing a, a stick together type. I don't know if I'd call it a challenge. It's it's kind of just like show us what you're making. I think that's also a big part of this is really being inclusive of your community and being like, hey, we know you're home at making. Share it with us and we'll share it with our audience as well. You know, like just to feel like you're a part of a bigger thing, you know. I noticed that in addition to that, there's a lot of quarantine crafting related hashtags that are kind of going on right now. And I noticed, for example, um, Crayola, they have their own, I don't know, it's something about color, a chalk hashtag. And I was like, oh, okay, they, they got a few uses of that. But the one that is taking off is one that they didn't create, but they're actually kind of tagging on and it's called chalk the walk. So I think You've got to be mindful of just because you might create a campaign, like what's other ones that are already existing that you can jump in. Yeah. And there's you know? a lot of them right now. I mean, Chalk the Walk. So we did that. Um, you know, like I said, I have a young daughter. So we we got involved in the Chalk the Walk. It's really great when you walk through the community, um, you know, because yeah. people are stuck in their homes, but you're allowed to go outside. You're allowed to go for a walk. So, you know, just walking 
past neighbors' houses and having really positive messages on the sidewalk is really great. So it makes so much sense that Crayola, you know, took advantage of that or not took advantage. Again, the wording is, is doubling down on like, it's like, why not? Somebody already created it. Same thing with, I'll tell you, Jason, at the beginning of the thing, I was kind of observing quarantine crafts. Okay. I was like, (laughs) hashtags are people going to use? So when I first started the observation, it was like hundred people were using quarantine crafts. At this point, like a month later, it's 36,000. Wow. That's and crazy. From personal experience, I have shared more crafts myself because I'm in my house. I like to make content, that kind of thing. And what I noticed is for my, I had a stagnant Instagram. I wasn't really trying to personally grow it. I just, you know, it's my personal Instagram. But I just started doubling down on this quarantine craft hashtag. In one month, I've gained 500 new followers on my Instagram. And I was like, wow, this is all just because I've been posting quarantine content and hashtagging it. So that's really you know? great for uh, yeah. not just our, our digital um members but our brands and and especially the independent retailers and the ones who need to be more involved online now what you just said like look for those hashtags looks for the phenomenons that are happening right now the rainbows and the windows is another one you know there's so many that are going on right now that you know that that is the craft industry you know we crafted our rainbows out of paper mache and put little fuzzies on them and <laughs> glitter and and whatnot but you know i'm sure there's a ton of different types of things that people are doing and if you're a brand you should be paying attention and seeing how you can get involved that way yeah you know i think sometimes it's hard to know like what's this immediate response we have to the situation what's a strategy I definitely think you need a strategy right now as far as, like, don't just be putting it on autopilot. I noticed some brands were just putting, like, Easter crafts on autopilot. And I was like, hmm, read the room a little bit. Like, a lot of people aren't doing that. Not to say Easter crafts are bad, but it was just like, one. we know you're celebrating Easter this week. And I was like, you know, I was talking to Jennifer Priest, and she said that she went in Target. She said the whole Easter section was totally blowed up and filled. Like, nobody was buying Easter stuff. And I was just like, You know, people aren't going out of the house. They're not going to do those traditional Easter activities. But that's where you got to start being like, okay, it doesn't mean you can't share Easter or that we don't want to celebrate Mother's Day. Of course, we want to celebrate these things. But just really start to observe what what does the consumer need? Is this really inspiring right now? Are they really going to do this craft right now? Or should I put out more recycled good crafts, like things you can make from your home, you know? You know what started to to come back? I think the macaroni craft. Um, You know, we did a little bit of that too, painting, but with deco art paint. So there are are things that I think people are doing from home because like you said, they may not be going out and shopping right now. That's not to say that they won't be in the future, but that's why I think coming, circling back to our original conversation, that for the industry, this is something that is a positive because it is getting people to craft again. Yeah, you know the craft I see that I think is the craft of the core team right now is the, um, I've seen people do it on walls, I've seen them do it on their on windows, but it's it's a tape craft where you tape geometric shapes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I they do. do it on, they do it in chalk, and it looks really good because it's like you let the kids color within the lines of the tape, and then you just reveal it, and it's got a nice finished edge. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear, it's like my Facebook feed's like, like just with this one craft, I'm like, there it is again, there it is, you know. So, I think also with brands, like we got to be cognizant of what are some of these trends we're seeing coming out of this. What are we observing? Like, I'm observing personally that 
a lot of people are bored and they're painting on the walls. So they're doing these cool organic type motifs or they're painting like a sunset. I don't know what they're painting, but rainbow, a giant rainbow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm, what paint products do I have that I could do that with? You know, like, is this a good opportunity for you to jump in that space and share that? One thing I noticed, Tulip, the brand I used to actually do social media for, but I noticed they were doing, and I was like, yeah, that's smart, is they're observing that their consumer is at home making Tata sweatsuits. Sweatsuits are a really big deal. Think about it, yoga, pajama pants. And so they've been sharing that content saying, hey, look what our mate, and that fulfills two things. It empowers the creator that made the project, right? But it's also saying, hey, we recognize a trend, and we're going to share it with you. And hey, maybe you want to order some sweatpants and Tata kit. I wear jeans around the house. My wife is like, who are you trying to impress? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like everybody's like anybody who's on a Zoom call, it's like business up top and then sweatpants on the bottom. (laughs) It's like an outfit mullet or something. (laughs) An outfit mullet. I have not heard that, but I'm going to use it. That is that is great. You, you need know, to follow, I, I feel like I follow a girl in a glue gun and she's a brilliant crafter, by the way. And she's been doing a day. It's like kids crafts every day. She'll do a new kids craft. It's called kids craft camp. She really knows how to market this stuff. And that's what she talks about a lot is her outfit mullet. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> From yeah, a social sure. perspective, besides the hashtags, what else yeah. should brands or even retailers should be thinking about right now? You know, what, what are some other things that you're seeing that they should be conscious of? Well, I think I think a tone is a big deal. Like I think you you need to acknowledge that this thing's happening. I don't think you have to go into all the emotions and the feelings behind it, but you say, "Hey, we know you're stuck in the house and we're bored and and you're bored." So, we just over on our blog, we just created a blog post that's 10 easy crafts you can make from things in your kitchen cupboard or 10 easy tape crafts. Like there's a way for you to take your existing content and really curate it for this time period. And it's really an opportunity for you just to repurpose a lot of what you've already created. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we actually did get well cards for a few people who we knew were sick and we yeah. handmade them. You know, we didn't want to go out to the store. You know, uh, we're in an area that's that's been severely impacted with the virus. But yeah, for a lot of people who might be home and it has hasn't really hit that area you know, there's still things that you could do, some activities to do. And even where it, where it is has impacted, you know, we're still stuck at home and we're still needing to do something and you want to have a distraction. And I think the arts and crafts industry is just such a great distraction just in general. Well, the whole arts and craft industry really was, so much of it was started off of this desire for housewives to have something to do when they were bored, right? They didn't have it. It was post-war time. They were bored in their house and they didn't have anything to do. So they started getting ceramics, starting to do ceramics, or they started, you know, Aline's. That's where Aline's like tacky glue take off. And Pearson and all these these people that really helped build, initially build our industry, they were serving this need of, we know you want something to do, but they didn't have a Michaels or any place to go back in the day. So they might have these staple objects like a glue and a tape and a, you know, basic supplies and some tinfoil, and then they got creative. So we're kind of in a weird way going back to that. It's like, what can you do with these basic things that you already have? And so many of our products are kind of a means to the end of them getting inspired and getting creative, you know? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting dynamic what's happening, you know, at home right now. Something that you touched on earlier that I wanted to bring up, um, I really want to hear your thoughts on was the whole community aspect 
of what people can be doing. So we, we were telling independent retailers to stay present, stay vocal, stay in your customer's space, be out there, don't disappear. That was, I think, the first message that we had. The first title of the podcast was Don't Disappear. And I think that's a message that applies to everybody. You know, you can go into hunker down mode and hibernate, and that's really easy to do and kind of feels right right now, but it's actually the complete opposite we've been hearing of what you should be doing because people are looking for outlets, people are looking for resources, people are looking for things to do, and they're just looking for connection. I was actually on a you know a call about COVID-19 yesterday. It was with another group with Stitchcraft Marketing, actually, and they were talking to their clients. And it was just funny. One of the retailers on the call was like, I'm just so happy I get to talk to other people. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's a, a something that a lot of people feel right now, they want that connection. So what are some things that brands can be doing or what are you seeing that just seems to be going really well in community engagement through online? Well, you know, I really loved what Lion Brand was doing where they were having daily Facebook Lives and they're they're showing up and they're just there. They're just saying, hey, let's chit chat. Let's make something. Grab your knitting needles. Let's do something, you know, like I don't think it has to be complicated for one. I don't think you have to overthink it. I think there's different ways that you can organize community building either by use of like, hey, let's all use the hashtag, and then you're also resharing the content that people are using with your hashtag, but, you know, maybe it's a time to get creative. Maybe as a company, you need to be coordinating Zoom calls with your customers and saying, hey, we got 16 spots for this online class, like hop in, you know, and then people feel connected and they meet new friends. I've been on a few Zoom calls and that are non like business related more just chit chat and I'm like this is so weird it's so interesting because you just feel like wow I needed this I needed to hear other people were going through this too so I definitely agree with you in that people just want to feel connected in a deeper way and you know that's one thing that we could as companies be of service in helping them build those connections with other people even maybe it's an opportunity for you as a brand to just start making better connections on your social media and saying, hey, I like your project. You know, it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why we started the Slack group um, for AFCI. It was just, a, I mean, honestly, it doesn't even have to be AFCI or industry-related conversation. People just want an outlet. They just want to be able to, to talk to somebody. It's hard enough going through it when you have a full household. People yeah. who don't have a full household and are truly isolated, you know, I think that's they're me. really <laughs> looking for, oh gosh. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, you could talk to it more than I can, but I would be like jumping through my my window <laughs> trying to think of things to do. <laughs> I personally just make, I do a lot of live videos, like, so I'll yeah. show up and then all my old, like, it's like my childhood best friend shows up and then my college roommate shows up and then I'm like, well, this is weird, but it's kind of interesting, you know? So like, that's how I personally stay connected. One thing that I also want to encourage that maybe is a good time for you to do a community build around is if you have a business, now's the opportunity to start a Facebook group. Start a Facebook group where you can say, hey guys, I want to see what you're making at home. I think that's one thing that brands always get hung up. I know in our industry is like, oh, they have to use our product. It's like, come on guys, let's be real. Like share the inspiration. Just encourage them to share it. Hey, so what? It's your hashtag or it's a competitor product. Like we need to really just be celebrating that we want people happy at home creating and that only benefits our industry as a whole yeah it'll just generate more sales you know yeah. there's the trickle down effect yeah i mean that's that's a great kind of a great last 
last thing to say on, on that topic. You know, something else that I wanted to ask you is, you know, what are you doing right now for brands that you kind of want to call out and, and how can brands reach you to help them? And what other things that other influencers or influencer connectors are doing right now during this crisis that can impact or help brands? I think that there's a couple ways. I mean, I think for me, I I haven't been necessarily pitching, but I will tell you at first I thought, huh, I do these Facebook lives and I have this set up in my house as like an influencer or content creator. I'm like, I could be pitching this to brands because they need this content right now. So kind of thinking like if you are wanting to partner with a brand, you can potentially offer your services because a lot of them aren't going to have that in-house setup that you maybe have. They're not going to have the quarantine crafts nimble. They don't have their setup is somewhere and all their employees are at home. They don't have their photo studio to go and do that content. So how can you feel and serve that need? I think is a really important thing. And just reach out to your marketing managers, reach out to them on social media and just say, hey, like, I'd, I'd love to partner. Is there an opportunity to partner here? I think that that is an incredible opportunity for my thing. I've just been kind of doing organically. Like I have noticed that just sharing and showing up and doing my crafts during this time, even just as kind of a content creator or marketing, kind of craft marketing person, I noticed like you've reached out to me. Hey, Alexa, come and talk about this. Or, you know, so what you were saying earlier about brands, it's like you don't realize, but your visibility is everything right now. So I really believe, I recently read this thing and it was talking about branding and it was talking about at the end of the day, it's how you make people feel is how they think about their brand. So if you're being an incredible service, you're making people laugh, you're entertaining them, you're providing them with free downloads and tools to keep their kids from being stir crazy, they're going to remember you. So I feel like as any brand, that could be an individual that's a creator. It could be a retailer. It could be, uh, you know, all facets of our industry. I think it's really important to be mindful of that. Yeah. um, I think we've talked about this just you and I uh, in the past, but content is everything. And that has never been truer than it is right now. If you are sitting on original content or can produce original content, it's worth its weight in gold at the moment. You know, that's that's better than cash in many ways because people are seeking content like they have never sought before. Yeah, there's really, this is how I would go about it. I, I currently, I don't do, I strategize or I um, help build plans and that kind of, I create content for the industry, but I'm not currently posting it on any one social media site. But if it, I had my social media postings on for, for a brand, I would be going in that arsenal of backend ideas and I'd be loading three or four posts up a day and I'd be going and repost publishing those videos. Who cares if they saw it before? It's new eyeballs on it. You know, like I just think just keep it going because again, visibility, it shows that you're out there, you're producing and posting content, you're being mindful of the in person that's seeing it and being like, hey, we got new fresh ideas for you. We're going to be bringing these to you all quarantine. You know, so yeah, yeah, and that's important too. It's like remember, there isn't, there will be an end in sight, and so here's some things that when we're done with this quarantine that you could do. I I spoke to a social media manager for Shop Disney, and um, they're doing a lot right now. And, you know, they're trying not to talk about the theme parks is one of the things because you can't go to the theme parks yeah. and who knows when we can go to the theme parks, but their content is all about the stuff that they, that you can take advantage of right now. And that's important to do if you're a retailer, you know, what are some of the things that you are doing right now? If you're a brand, what are some of the things that you are doing right now? Not, you know, what you aren't doing. I think that's an important message too. 
there's a couple of angles too as I work for an airport and we've been doing coloring book pages for the airport it's like this is weird it aligns with my crafty side you know I'm like but that is a need like people are going to go to the airport they're not going to Disneyland but are they can they sit home and color a it's a small world coloring page oh yeah they can do that so I think that's actually our opportunity as well for our industry because these other brands are promoting crafts and creativity and it's like wow this is pretty it's actually pretty cool to see the other one thing I did want to note is a lot of people are really fearful of the sales message right now they're fearful of saying like oh hey I think it's going to be bomb if if I go to a site and there's been a couple ones I've thought about and I go to their site and I'm like I want to order from the site and that pops a 20% off thing I'm like oh yeah okay yes I'm even more intrigued to go buy possibly as an alternative to Amazon. I'm intrigued to buy because I'm like, wow, now I have a really cool incentive. I'm getting a discount on this first purchase I'm making from this company. But also I feel like just, again, serving. When you post a project, why not in the comments of that post to say, here's everything you need and here's a link to the supply list that you can buy from our site. It just feels like, to me, you're you're making it easy for the crafter to have accessibility to your products. Yeah, and right now it's interesting because the shipping, the supply chain, all those things have been interrupted. And Amazon is obviously having its trouble with being able to supply orders and, and ship them. But what people are being successful doing is going direct to the source. So if you do have inventory, you should let people know because it can take weeks for people to find what they're looking for. So depending on what it is, if you have it, letting people know that you have it and you can supply it, you can ship it to them uh, is really important. Yeah, and I know I know just personally in the back end of having worked it, it, sometimes it's not a super nimble approach to add new product SKUs or to get things online. I totally understand that. But let's say that you're also a strategic about that. Let's say that you say, hey, you know what? We're going to get a couple new products up online that are quarantine book crafting packs. <laughs> Can you imagine? I've been noticing when I order like a Postmates, they have these restaurants have bulk menu options where they're saying get the big family pack right now. They didn't have that before. And I just see that nimbleness and I'm like, oh, that's smart. You would need that for craft. Like you get this box that here. It's all your craft supplies for a month. That yeah. seems like opportunity and you can sell a lot of product that way as well craft kits i mean we were seeing it with retailers putting together their own craft kits not necessarily relying on the brands for that but going through their back inventory and saying okay we're gonna put this in this in this in you're gonna get 20 percent off and here you go and people are eating that up because yeah. you know it's being able to do projects you know it's an easy way to to be i guess influenced or get your curiosity going, get your creative mind, your juices flowing, getting those kits. But then same thing on the brand side. If you don't have a kit already, maybe now's a good time to put something out of, of what you do have. Do you know one um, ad I got served the other day on Instagram? I don't know who it was. It was like a little, it was like an Etsy seller kind of thing. You know, you have, you're also now competing against some of them. That they're starting mm-hmm. to savvy to it too, and they're doing like really cool stuff. But this seller showed their process of shipping out, and they had like an overhead camera over them, and they had their gloves. They showed how cleanly and hygienic their area was, and I was like, oh, heck yeah, I want to order from that person. It's like, a great because, idea. You know, and I was just like, I think from a messaging standpoint, that is critical stuff. Having worked, I'm currently doing some work for our local airport, and we are pushing that hygiene message all day long. You know, people are worried about going on planes and that kind of thing, or how is the airport clean? And they're stepping up their game, 10 speed, you know, to, to get this taken care of. But 
that builds trust with your consumer to know that your team is wearing masks and handling, you know, you, you have to be really mindful of that. And that actually is a selling attribute that helps you build trust and loyalty with your consumer. And it's all about the trust and loyalty. You know, that's always the case, but especially right now, people want to know that they're going to be safe buying your product. But it's interesting that you say that, that they're showing the process right now because they're not, there's not as much person to person, but you are packaging and all that stuff. So showing that the process is being done, being done safe is really cool. I, I think that's so smart because we've been hearing it as, okay, when you're ready to reopen your store, when things are getting back to normal, then get that message out and it's building trust. Here's how you're going to be safe in the store. That's obviously super important. That's a yeah. vital thing for when they reopen. But it's interesting. You could do that stuff now. Have you not seen, like, I, my friend posted this uh, Amazon video. It was really interesting. <laughs> it was Amazon. She got her Amazon purchase. And she was being comical. But she was like, this is how I open my Amazon packages. And she went out there with Lysol. I was like, shit, <laughs> and all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, you don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if it's possible for the disease. I think it is possible on items, but I just was like, wow, people really are nervous about opening their packages. I saw a TikTok where a guy was laying out all his food and sanitizing like all his packaged goods before he brought them into the house and like, like airing them out pretty much. And I was like, wow, like people are really concerned about this. So I think collectively we have to, you have to kind of balance that. You have to say like, okay, but how do I talk to that? Because that's obviously a concern from my consumer. Yeah. Well, when all you hear in the news is just horrible, horrible, horrible things that obviously does something to our psyche and makes us very nervous, makes us scared. You know, we wipe down all of our groceries <laughs> uh, here. I mean, a lot of people aren't even going to the grocery store anymore in the, uh, I'm in the New York metropolitan area. People aren't going to the grocery stores anymore. You know, they're getting deliveries when they can get deliveries. It's very hard. So yeah, I, I understand the mindset. And then when reopening things, it's going to be difficult because you really have to do earn the trust. So starting that process now is a great, great idea. Um, I also think we have to think a little bit even beyond when things start back and open it up because there's going to be so many people that are still hesitant to go out, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to, they're going to still be hunkered down or they got used to the lifestyle. They're not going anywhere. Or I have a feeling cultural trend wise, I have a feeling we're going to learn a lot more Like people are much more hygienic conscious. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be touching doors. They're not going to be doing things like that. So I think this is kind of anything you do now, you're setting the stage for maybe how your current, your future operations should go and how you can continue this trust after this thing's over. Yeah, I was a germaphobe before, so I feel like everybody's just catching oh up to me. <laughs> I wasn't wa- walking out with a mask by you any means. But... Like, oh, <laughs> you guys are just learning. It takes 20 seconds to wash your hands. You know that, you know that phrase? It's like, I like bands before they were cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know me. I mean? like, and then you're like, oh, I don't like that band anymore. Now <laughs> yeah, now it's not cool. Now I'm just going to be touching everything. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, gosh, Alex, uh, I feel like we could talk all day. Thank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was really great. Having me, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I thank you so much. I I just I love talking about this kind of I kind of geek out on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure this was a great listen for many people. And if you want to see more uh, of what Alexa is all about, you can check out her blog, theswelldesigner.com. Is there anything, any other links you want to get out? Website, and I'll be 100% honest. It's a work in progress right now. So. <laughs> It's Swell Creative Media, and that's that's kind of more my industry craft, my professional work. So it, it is a work in progress. That's one thing. Hey, it's a project I'm working on in quarantine, right? That's like, what they hey, say. This is a good time. 
Yep. Get my website done so that, and then you can also find me at Swell Creative on Instagram. You can DM me on there. That's where I share a lot of stuff. And hey, if you're in the industry, hit me up on LinkedIn. Let's connect on LinkedIn. That's great. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of the AFCI Podcast Inspired Talks. For more information on AFCI, visit us at creativeindustries.org. And also, if you're interested in those COVID-19 resources, you can find them at creativeindustries.org right on that homepage, the top banner. You can't miss it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. I'm Jason Baum, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much.